Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Thursday, September 22nd. I'm Desiree Frazier. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, the Joint Legislative Budget Office looks ahead to the next fiscal year. Then, the Black Women's Roundtable explains how yesterday was an important day to highlight wage inequities. Plus, the Small Business Administration is in the capital city following approval of a new relief program. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. The next legislative session is less than four months away, which means it's time for lawmakers and agency leaders to assess the financial outlook for the 2023-24 fiscal year. House Speaker Philip Gunn, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman, and members of the Legislative Budget Office met yesterday to begin that process. With national inflation remaining at elevated levels, the question of a potential recession was top of mind. State economist Corey Miller provided this breakdown of the current economic outlook. Both the U.S. and Mississippi economies have slowed in 2022. The U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis reported U.S. real gross domestic product contracted at a seasonally adjusted annualized rate of minus 1.6 percent in the first quarter of this year. In its most recent estimate of the change in the U.S. real GDP in the second quarter, BA reported a decrease at an annualized rate of minus 0.6 percent. A contraction in real GDP for at least two consecutive quarters is often referred to in the press as a recession. Typically, this event can be used as a rule of thumb because contractions in real GDP are usually associated with decreases in other economic activity. The National Bureau of Economic Research, which sets the unofficial dates of the business cycle, loosely defines a recession as a, quote, significant decline in economic activity spread across the economy lasting more than a few months, normally visible in production, employment, real income, and other variables. Through the first eight months of 2022, we did not observe declines in these measures other than real GDP. The U.S. economy added an average of 438,000 jobs per month from January through August. Real personal consumption expenditures increased at annualized rates of 1.8% and 1.5% in the first and second quarters, respectively. Despite relatively high inflation, real personal income was essentially unchanged in July compared to January. Therefore, the National Bureau of Economic Research is unlikely to declare the U.S. entered a recession in January 2022. 
Lawmakers are tasked with deciding how much state agencies will be allocated and which programs get funded. Economic forecasts inform those decisions. So is a recession in the economic forecast? The base cases in the short to medium term forecast for the U.S. and Mississippi economies continue to reflect lackluster growth but no recession. The probability of the pessimistic scenario, which denotes a mild recession in 2023, stands at 35%. This probability is down somewhat from recent months, but remains elevated. An economic shock in the coming months, such as a natural disaster or geopolitical event, most likely would tip the U.S. economy into recession. Regardless, the firm IHS market expects U.S. real GDP to resume growth in the third and fourth quarters of 2022. The firm's latest forecast is U.S. real GDP will expand 1.7% in 2022, followed by 0.9% growth in 2023. Growth in U.S. real GDP is expected to improve to 1.3% in 2024. Still, lawmakers are considering ways the state can prepare for potential loss in revenues. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman discussed his skepticism about the direction of the economy. I believe that we will have a recession. Uh, his number, I think, was 35 percent. I think it's higher than that. Uh, last, but when we had this meeting last year, he predicted inflation at 2.5 percent. So, uh, so I think the state needs to prepare in its budgetary analysis for a recession and, and, and the issues that evolve from a recession. Um, we have been good stewards of the funds. The legislature has done a really good job on requiring funds to get ready for that. Um, we would be prepared and hope for that it doesn't occur. But um, if you just go out and around in Mississippi and talk to people and the fact that they're making decisions about food, transportation, gas, real-life things. I thought the speaker's comments were real good about the fact that we have, we have parsed out some of this money so that it will be coming. Uh, I thought it's, pro- it's thought about having the legislature be, and Senator Hobson's thought about having the legislature address this early in the session about how these funds would go out over a period of time. If you've got people out working based on public projects, obviously uh, that involve schools and uh, transportation and the other matters that are best, water, sewer, all of those, you've got people working, you have less chance of a significant impact from a recession. So. I thought they made some good points today about that, and that's certainly my idea as well. As the session approaches, other legislative hearings will also take place, including the lieutenant governor's bipartisan study group on the health of women, children, and families. Those kick off next week. Coming up, the Black Women's Roundtable explains how yesterday was an important day to highlight wage inequities. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. It's made possible in part by contributions from podcast listeners. Please consider making a contribution by going to the Donate Now tab at mpbonline.org. Thanks for your financial support. 
This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Mississippi became the last state in the nation to pass state-level equal pay legislation when lawmakers supported House Bill 770 last year. But for some advocates, the bill didn't go far enough to address pay inequities, especially for those experienced by black women in Mississippi. Cassandra Welchlin is the executive director of the Black Women's Roundtable. She says for Mississippi's black women, yesterday, September 21st, is an important day to highlight those wage gaps. It's the approximate day a black woman must work into the new year to make what a white non-Hispanic made at the end of the previous year. And so that means she's working nine months into the new year to make what a white non-Hispanic man made. And so for us, we are raising the awareness about the wage gap experienced by black women and its disproportionate impact on black women, including not just full-time workers um, and year-round workers, but also part-time workers and contract workers who are black women. And so we're highlighting, you know, how pay discrimination shows up in the workplace Um, And it's ongoing impact that black women face even as COVID continues to um, impact our community. And so that's what we are doing today and also talking about the Mississippi law that was passed and how that's having and can have a negative impact as well. Mississippi was the last state to pass an equal pay for equal work measure, which they passed, lawmakers passed last year. How do you feel about that law? Right. We call it um, the Mississippi Unequal Pay, Equal Work Act, um, because they really, the lawmakers really um, missed the ball on that one. Um, It really uh, rubber stamps and codifies into law an employer's decision to pay a woman less than what, um, pay a woman less than a man. And for us, it's really shocking again because it does several things that we know makes the wage gap widen. For one, it allows employers to um, rely on the salary history of a woman to set her pay. We know that that is detrimental when a woman is trying to, you know, increase her wages. The other thing that the bill does in Mississippi is that Um, It discriminates based on employment history, meaning um, employment gaps that she may have. We know that a woman takes off work because she's she's, um, giving birth or she's caring for a family member who may be sick. And so putting those kinds of things into the law really just exacerbates um, the problem around equal um, pay equity. The other thing that the Mississippi law does is that Um, It discriminates based on her attempt to negotiate her salaries. Well, we know that those um, that that women don't negotiate like men negotiate because of the gender, the gender stereotypes uh, um, that are, you know, in our culture about women negotiating their salary to justify their pay. And the last thing that this bill does, and I think it's pretty harmful, is that she will have to waive her um, federal rights if she files a state claim, and we think that's unconstitutional. And so Mississippi got it wrong, and so it's not an Equal Pay Act. It's an unequal pay um, law that was passed, and we want to let um, 
communities know, women know, that you still have rights under the federal law. And we hope that Mississippi, you know, in the near future, that we'll be able to go back and tweak that law to make it a true equal pay law. Would it be worth filing a lawsuit because of that stipulation in the law? Oh, absolutely. If a, oh, absolutely. If, um, if women are not able to use their constitutional, you know, right, then, you know, if that comes up, yes, we believe that a woman definitely has the right and should file a lawsuit against that. And we, we have, we're working very closely with the EEOC and um, they are ready to take claims today. If people, uh, if women feel that they have been discriminated against, um, we want them to call the EEOC, call us and let us know if they feel that they have been discriminated against and we can put them in direct connection with them so they can begin to do the investigation. Um, we want women to get their full paycheck. And in Mississippi, black women are making 56 cents on the dollar. We want uh, the rest of our 44 cents. And we know that that money can pay for 29 months of rent or 55 months of child care or 50 months of health insurance premiums when in a state where we have not expanded Medicaid. So those dollars could really go back into a woman's pocketbook. And we know that black women, eight out of 10 black women in the state of Mississippi are breadwinners and co-breadwinners in their families. And they also typically typically make $7.25. So it is really important that we use all of our um, assets to get to use all of our resources so that women can get what they need to be able to take care of their families. That filing a lawsuit, they must do just that. Previously, before Mississippi passed this law for uh, equal pay, equal work, Lawmakers would say, well, there is a federal equal pay law, and that is part of the fair labor standards that were passed in 1963. Why hasn't that federal law helped Mississippi women? The federal law is just... Or has it? I, I shouldn't assume it hasn't. What I would say is, it has in some ways, but it's not enough. It gives them coverage um, to reclaim some remedies. Um, and so, yes, you can use the federal law to get what you need. However, the, the federal law has so it's, it it's, um, can be interpreted in the courts very differently. And so as a result, uh, women aren't getting um, the compensation and the remedies that they need. And so what we wanted to do was have a law that was stronger than the federal law. Um, and so, and states can pass stronger laws, and most states in the country have passed their own equal pay law to ban such things as relying on salary history, pay transparency, um, not just um, sex, but also race those kinds of things. And the federal law doesn't do that. It doesn't. Cassandra Welchlin is the executive director of the Black Women's Roundtable. In part two. We can't talk about the wage gap without talking about race because we know who are mostly impacted. 
That's tomorrow. Coming up now, the Small Business Administration is in the capital city following approval of a new relief program. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. When you look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB-4-CAR. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Small businesses and nonprofits in the Jackson and adjacent areas affected by recent water crisis have a new relief line through the Small Business Administration. Governor Tate Reeves' request for low-interest economic injury disaster loans was approved. The SBA has set up shop in the capital city to assist eligible business owners and nonprofits and SBA public affairs specialist Leslie Hill shares more. They can qualify for up to $2 million with interest rates as low as 3.04% for businesses and for private nonprofit organizations, interest rates as low as 1.875 uh, with terms up to 30 years. Now, those, those, uh, business, those loans are... You, you know, they're not eligible. There are no obligation to take the SBA loans. However, it is important to submit the applications before the filing date. What's the deadline? The filing date on the deadline is, is scheduled at uh, October 1st. However, there's up to nine months. So the actual uh, filing deadline to return the uh, working capital loans would be June 14th of 2023. So does that mean the person has to obtain the application by October 1st, but they don't have to submit it until next year? Well, that is the correct on the app on the working capital loans. You have to submit the application. However, you can utilize within that period of nine months, you can utilize that time, which again is that June 14th of 2023, the filing deadline to return the uh, economical injury uh, applications. Okay, so let's talk about what you need to apply. What do you need? Okay, you would need the, the applicate the credit requirements. There are the credit history repayment ability, and collateral. Now, collateral is required for all working uh, uh, capital loans through the SBA. Any loans over $25,000. However, SBA takes real estate as collateral when it's available. And SBA will not decline a loan for the lack of collateral, but the SBA will require the borrower to pledge collateral that is available. And again, the interest rates that determine, they are set by law and are fixed for the life of the loan. And the life of the loan is? It can be up to 30 years. But it doesn't have to be. But if you choose to, you can extend it out that far. And with no obligations to to take accept the loan. So the application can be made. The borrower, individual, business can be approved 
with no obligations to accept. When you talk about credit history, what are things that you're looking for? What elements, issues would eliminate a business from being accepted or being approved? Well, not, not having up-to-date tax information, which is one of the major criterias. A lot of the uh, borrowers sometimes have outside entities preparing taxes. And again, through the resource partners, you can have counseling and and credit repair uh, uh, organizations to help you perform, you know, those duties that are left outside sometimes. So having your updated tax returns would be a major qualification for the working capital loans. And individuals are able to apply online at disasterloans.sba.gov. They can call the Customer Service Center at 1-800-659-2955 or visit one of the business recovery centers that would be established in uh, in the Jackson area. You do have a requirement that applicants, of course, must show the ability to repay the loan. That's correct. For instance, restaurants in Jackson are struggling Due to the water crisis, there are folks that have not, their regular customers may not have returned. People may be reluctant. They're still seeing empty tables. So should they get this loan and then find themselves in a position of not being able to repay? Or the question, can they repay? Will that eliminate them? That would not eliminate them because, again, the, you you have the obligation to not accept the loans. If you see where the terms have not met the business uh, criteria for your specific business, you have that opportunity to not accept the loan. So, in, in other words, you really, and we, we urge individuals who, who've been impacted to make the application. You have the time to accept if you feel as though your business business would not be able to rebuild. It's it, it's fallen so far behind. Then you wouldn't have to. You would not again be obligated to accept that loan. The SBA realizes that making the the uh, working capital loans available for individuals would be our main concern, and we have customer service people on on hand presently you know, uh, to, to, to assist with the uh, economic injury impact of the uh, businesses in the Jackson and surrounding counties. And you are here on the ground. That's correct. How long will I you think, be here? Well, I'll be here until, again, we're at the, at the point where October 1st, this business recovery center is closing down. However, as long as it takes to, and I'm getting a, a, a large amount of, phone calls because we're on the ground uh, for individuals on a daily basis wanting to apply and coming out to the Business Recovery Center. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that's important to point out? Well, I know, again, you did mention the insurance requirements. And and to protect the borrower and the SBA, you may be required to obtain or or maintain your appropriate insurance for whatever business that is. By law, borrow, uh, borrowers who, damage, who 
whose damage or collateral property is located in the flood or in the uh, hazard area, the water hazards must also purchase and maintain uh, the insurance. The SBA requires the flood coverage for at least one total of the disaster loans. I know people come, you know, I've met people who have two and three businesses coming in. So we have to have at least insurance on one covering, which whichever businesses that may be to apply. The insurance value of the property and the maximum insurance that would be available. And again, we have the applications. You can uh, download the applications at disasterloanassistance.sba.gov or again, call that 1-800 number, 659-2955, or you can email service at sba.gov. But we're right now pushing for uh, borrowers or individuals to come into the Business Recovery Center, and that address, again, is 201 South President Street, and that's located in the Chamber of Commerce building in Jackson. Leslie Hill with the U.S. Small Business Administration. Thank you for providing this information to our listeners. I thank you very much for the opportunity, and we look forward to servicing the uh, businesses in the, in the Jackson, Mississippi, and contiguous county areas. Hill says as of Wednesday, they've received at least 60 applications for disaster assistance loans. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.